Hello, everybody. We are back. Heels of Wrestling. I know it's been a while, but we're back with that stuff you like to hear. So, it's Marcus Murn, your host. We're back. And I got my main, my main man, Bobby with me. Bobby, what up? Say hi to what the up? people. What up, what up, people? We back. We are back. And we left you off with something special last time. Last time we were here, we were telling you the special story of a rising superstar. Marcus. Hello, guys. And Great to back. be back. I have, a, I, have, I have a lot of things on my chest, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. We're here to – this is about you right now, so it's all good. We're here to finish the trilogy, Marcus Gibbs. I know it's very suspenseful. We put you on one and two already. Now it's part three. Yeah. And this is just the early stuff. I've been around a long time. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that story. We, we'll be bringing you more of this, man. Believe me. So – where do we leave off? Like, uh, um, I remember a certain chocolate, um, sexy, sexiness that was going on. Believe, believe it, was, it was sexual chocolate. Sexual yeah. chocolate, to be specific. Yeah. Chocolate boy wonder, and when I turned hill, that's uh, actually, you know what? Um, when I turned hill, that was the night I I met. I met. Well, no, actually, the month prior, I met Michael Patrick. Mm, Michael Patrick okay. came up to the show. And then I turned heel wrestling Michael Patrick. And it was a great match. I wish I had the tape of it, but the promoter, which is the, the beginning of the end with this particular promoter in Ultimate Wrestling, because mm-hmm. I like the next, the, like that next Sunday, because we go to Sunday to watch the shows. Um, I said, yeah, I want to watch that match with Michael Patrick. Because, you know, Michael Patrick, like when I came along, Michael Patrick was wrestling like 30 years, you know even though Michael Patrick is maybe a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. Michael Patrick was like wrestling when he was like three. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and he's been the same size, you know, he's a big old hoss. I mean, <laughs> you know, Mike Patrick, um, mm-hmm. anyway, so, you know, with the help of Michael Patrick, just being very experienced in the ring and me, this is my first real like long tenure as a hill turn hill with his match. You know, they pop for me and then I turn on another guy that I'm supposed to be facing. So, and, and then that next Sunday, I, I want to watch the match. The promoter was like, oh, no, that match was too old school. Which too is old like the, school? What? Which is the dumbest thing that you could say. That means that that match was, you know, quote, unquote, grammatically correct. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, wrestling has a grammar. You know, that's what I tell people. They say, oh, is it this there, or that? I say, no. I said, this is what it is. It's for real, but there's a grammar to it. Hmm. Could you elaborate that, on that a little bit? Because I like where you're going. Okay. Well, like, you, th- you know, you think about all the other martial arts. They have uh-huh. their grammar. They had their style, right? Yeah. Um, our grammar is more, whereas we're talking commonly here, mm-hmm. wrestling is like Shakespearean speak. Even though we think that people in old England talk like that, that's just how Shakespeare wrote his plays because it just sounded good on stage. Or like old actors from the 1930s and 40s, you know, you I mean, you notice how like the the actors from the 40s and 30s they talk like that's mm-hmm. just how they talk because they thought it sounded better on film. And wrestling, mm-hmm. wrestling is legit, but we do things because it looks better as a fight. Okay, so I see what you're You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a show, but a lot of all these moves and all the holds, they're all legit. Like you can really, especially like. The so-called rest holds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember hearing. Uh, I don't know if you watched this uh, podcast, 
and I'm, I don't mean to get off track, but there's a podcast, a podcast called, uh, or like a vlog called, uh, nobody's watching wrestling. There are a bunch of, uh, the trans women who like, they like wrestling, but they don't understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of them <laughs> came out of their face and was just like, uh, Oh, the hold, that's just a rest hold. No, it's not a hold that you rest. It's a hold that you use to try to win. <laughs> you don't rest in a rest hold. <laughs> No, we're trying to win. I, know, right? I go to pin the guy. He kicks out. I grab him in a hold. I put him in a sleeper. I grab his arm. I try to. I try to make him submit. After that, that's the 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 submission hold is the second the secondary the secondary line of defense, you know, or the second line okay, of actually, offense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But so, anyway. what would you say to someone who like watch turns on WWE and they see you know Samoa Joe put AJ Styles in a headlock? Because he's a little winded. What would you say to that guy? Um, because Samoa Joe is a little winded. Uh huh. Would you Samoa say he's wrestling this? No, Samoa Joe's a submission machine. Like why would like if you're you know he's had a submission based gimmick, right? Or mm-hmm. even like Taz. Okay, true. you know, you know. See, this is the thing. Um, you can you could grab rest holds in the middle of doing something. But what 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 well well hold hold hold. Shit, I'm fucking stuttering. Because <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm like getting I'm getting heated. Well, no, it's not a rest hold. What it is, it's this. Um shit, I'm fucking up. Right out the gate. You, damn might, it. you might need a rest hold. You might need a rest hold. Take home I know. Put someone, I know. put someone in a uh, arm, you know, a fake well, this, a, a lazy arm bar and you know get Yeah, back. which is which is horrible. Like tighten that space up, you know what I mean? Anyway, this is what I'm trying to say. You can catch your breath in the middle of like just standing around and working your gimmick. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, standing up, getting ready to, you know, breathe through your nose. If you just breathe through your nose, you'll be okay. But enough about the secrets of the business. <laughs> um, I know, man. These kids are gonna take this little bit of information and be like, I know wrestling. Like you, breathe through your nose and take a breath say, They're gonna say just like that too. I know, I know wrestling. Not battle wrestle. You know, you can't just punch and kick. It has to go to the mat sometime. But mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's the beginning and the end of, of our of of our tenure. Um and, and mainly with Ultimate, the promoter wasn't wasn't promoting the shows and we were getting frustrated because like we were having these bomb ass matches. Um there was a guy named Suicidal Soldier, you know. Um we had yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, we had this tournament called the Ecstasy of Gold. It was kind of like um, Lethal Lottery, where it was like the mixed tag teams, and you can see some of that stuff on YouTube if it's if it's still up, if or if Pain Lord still has his uh, account. Anyway, wait, 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 uh, hold, wait, 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 hold on, back up, back up, back up, back up, yeah. back up, back up, back up. So you, this guy named Pain Lord threw Lord, a okay, what? Lord okay. of Pain threw a what Lord, tournament? No, no, the Lord of Pain didn't throw the per- uh-huh. uh, tournament. He used to write, um, I think he used to write for like the internet, like in the early days of the internet. And okay. um, I remember a lot of the boys from the Northeast used to send stuff to uh, uh, to Pain Lord or Lord of Pain. Um, his real name is Calvin. He's a fisherman now up, or, up around my town. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of Pain. What Lord are you doing now? Fishing. Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. He's always been a, like, he's always been a, commer- uh, uh, not a commercial, but a sports fisherman. Like, you know, like on the oh, little speedboats and stuff with the, with the, with the uh, race car outfits. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he's gonna come after me now. Yeah, he's got like a whole plethora of stuff. He's um towards the end of his time, just 
deal with wrestling because he just got tired of it. He used to travel down to South Florida, so you can see a lot of like early ACW, all that stuff. Um, oh, wow. Anyway. Is that like a YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll send y'all a link. I'll send y'all links. And y'all oh, that'd be perfect. That's where like most, most of my early career stuff is on. Like, I think even my first match was on there. Awesome. Um, get some screen grabs. I mean, and that's before, <laughs> that's before me being a referee, you know? Oh, wow. Anyway, oh, geez. Yeah, man. I, I was, I was a referee two months into training, mm. you know? But yeah, um, that, that was part of part two, I believe, if, in case yeah, y'all yeah. need a catch up. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely move oh, yeah. back on some of those things, sexual talk. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so basically, like, the promoter would, like, try to play the young, you know, one of the things we also did, I, I also didn't agree with is that the promoter used to play these mind games with the, like, the younger wrestlers and stuff that were trying to break in. You know, like, he would try to pay, you know, it's talking about, oh, I'm going to pay this guy to shoot on you and, and, and all of this, and uh, which is, you know, bullshit. Like, if yeah, you're a promoter hilarious. doing that, if you're, a, if you're a promoter, if you're a promoter um, doing that, you, the only thing you're asking to do is to, is to get worked out of money and, mm. potentially get, and potentially get your ass kicked. Because yeah. the thing, thing you need to understand is that a lot of these men and women that are breaking in this business, they were real people. At one mm-hmm. point, especially like young men breaking in these, it's like when you mess with some of these young wrestlers, um, these guys were men, these guys, you know, these girls were women at one point, like don't disrespect them as humans and don't talk down to them as children. Take time to teach them anyway. So yeah. Martin was Gibbs, stand up and tell them. I love it. Yeah. I mean, when I became a trainer, the first thing I told them kids, like when I was the trainer at XW, I told him, I said, look, I don't believe in that pro wrestler bully shit because pro wrestling bullies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you know, you give them tough love and you make them do things out of repetition and mm-hmm. you break down things. And you, I mean, but you don't fucking just treat them like shit and beat the fuck out of them. You know, I mean, like there's ways to make somebody quit, but beating the shit out of them right. mean, is not the way it's not the way to do that. And, and this promoter particularly would try to do that with kids or, or at least threaten the violence against them. Oh I mean, wow! See, this is, That's this is, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, not himself. He would threaten violence, meaning that you know, like I said, he would get some. You know, he would pretend to act, talk to these other veterans to doing something. Um, oh which wow! Is, yeah, which is bugging like because, over you know, like anything shit, like not just normal. Yeah, stuff. like it's this dumb shit, man. Like I said, so who's to say that you know you sit there and you haze a kid because he was also taking money from underage kids, right? Hmm. These guys um, like all okay, the yeah, th- okay. This is some bullshit here, man. And this is one of the reasons why we quit. They had these twin girls. Um, uh-huh. They were under. Uh, we we discovered that they were underage girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, th- at the time they were they were just about to turn eighteen. They were seventeen. So yeah, this is not heading good. So he was, you know, and basically he was wanting their money because it paid for the building. Which was bullshit, you know. I mean, get some goddamn sponsors. Quit being an irresponsible fuck. I know, right? <laughs> so, like, um, talk to your local uh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, he pulled these girls aside. He goes, "If anybody asks, y'all are eighteen. That's what y'all say." So, and see, this is another thing that's a legal issue. Do not, um, especially like under underage kids. Kids are always a problem, kind of anyway, because you know. Mm-hmm. 
you know who's in these locker rooms. A lot of times in these locker rooms, and I'm a little bit exposed in the business because some, especially like a lot of janky ass promoters, not so much of the good upstanding ones that actually yeah. pay the boys on time, but a lot of these promoters will book pedo. Mm. And there was that big, so. yeah, there was that big thing where Kenny Omega had actually uh, had that uh, convicted uh, sex offender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase the, uh, yeah, Chase Rands. Yeah, he was working the pre-match show, and he didn't even know it, and the internet like killed him for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, and Chase. I mean, and, and Chase and Rance's shit was a big deal because I we knew about that up here. Um, do you know? Uh, do you remember a guy named Storm Goodland? He used to wrestle <laughs> like out of Tallahassee. Yeah, he used to run with uh, Steve Goins. You remember that, Steve Goins? That name sounds a little more familiar. Yeah, Steve. Steve is doing MMA now, but Goodland and him used to run a. Um, they used to run a show out in Tallahassee, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, God bless them, man, because they were running against Florida State. <laughs> mm. I mean, they were running against <laughs> Florida State, and they had to run it against A and M. Like shit, man. Like. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of tradition there. I don't know how they. And I think, and I think this is when A and M became a D one school, or they tried to be a D one school. Oh wow! So you know, I mean, the game. You know, I mean, they they really, yeah, they really didn't have chances. I mean, the people who was at the guild shows basically just dropped their kids off so they could go watch football. (laughs) (laughs) And not to, and not to knock Steve Goins. Like I said, he was running against some real for real competition. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he was booking Dark City Fight Club, which I'm doing music with Corey Chavis from that tag team now. Every, oh, you know? that's dope. Yeah, he's going to be on my next album. Um, Wait, the next album? So there's a first album. Yeah, well, there's t- I, dude, this is like probably album eight that I made. And I have performed on stage, you know. I rap, I still rap like Kumo D. These kids like that trap shit. And, Yo, but, I'm going to need some out. Yo, you got to send me some flames. I need to, I need to listen to his music. <laughs> oh, dude! I, I'll send you. I didn't, know, I didn't know this music existed, and now I need it. Oh, dude! It's on Bank. I got it on Bandcamp. A lot. I got a lot of free stuff too. So you know, feel free. Oh, we got Bandcamp. Oh yeah, we going. We going. Dude, I was, I was one of the first dudes on Bandcamp. I put a lot of motherfuckers on that shit. Oh, we are going in. Oh yes, I love this Bandcamp. But I hear Bandcamp the- in a minute. I don't even know oh, what Bandcamp bro. is. I have no. Bandcamp was like SoundCloud before SoundCloud. Yeah, Sound, SoundCloud is trash now, man, because Spotify, Spotify fucked the game. Yeah, up right Spotify now. ruined a lot of music for us. Yeah, yeah, Spotify, I mean, Spotify bought uh, bought part of its uh, distribu- uh, distribution, which is DistroKid. So now, like, SoundCloud is trash. Like, I mean, that shit is made for teenage kids with purple hair. Yeah, know? pretty much. Oh, like that but, 6 9 whatever the fuck his name is? Yeah. Man, that dude, I, I don't know if that dude... That dude ain't gonna beat that case, man. That 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 Rico charge he got, man. And yeah, he's trying, man. Everyone's he's trying not to. Yeah, man. I yeah, man. And plus, like them, his manager shoddy and them got them guns. But I know we're going way off track. <laughs> so, so we leave Ultimate Wrestling mm-hmm. eventually because of all the stuff and, um, you know, just all the hoopla and with with Dion and. You know him and his wife. I mean, we eventually came back to to Ultimate, but what the same? The crowds were already dead. So we go on to this place called APW. They were running every week by this guy named Tiny Tiswell. Okay, Tiny Tiswell is not exactly a dwarf, but this I'm I'm just describing. You can get a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, he is basically. You know, he looks as backwards and like 
kills have eyes as they get. He's 40, 43 year old man. He's way undersized, meaning like he's four foot nine, four foot eleven, weighs a hundred pounds, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, has no teeth, talks with a high pitched voice. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh god, and is that a Carney? Carney as Carney as you can get. Like his children are in wrestling. Um, his wife wrestled. Um yeah, this guy like might his, be a Carney. His daughter, his daughter wrestled, and then all of his relatives lived with him. And he worked his landlord into sponsoring his shows. Mm, well, <laughs> so, keep about that. So anyway, oh man, that um, sounds that sounds like some hairy shit right there. Oh man, it, it gets it gets better. So you want to so not we, have to pay me six months rent? Sponsor my shit. <laughs> And, and I, like, I don't know how he did it because his landlord did not like wrestling at the time. She was like an old Italian lady that hated. We used to call her just mama, you know, and she used to carry, she used to carry a gun, you know, she used to carry a gun, like strapped to her hip and shit. So, you know, a gun in spaghetti in her purse at all times. <laughs> were, were they making I, I, any money off the shows? Like, um, yeah, yeah, man. We'll, and, and we'll get to that. Cause I'm gonna try to get to it, get through this whole little era fast. Cause this is the era of violence. For me, and uh, you know, for myself, it's the, like it's the bat in there. So, chocolate, chocolate boy wonder is long gone, per se, right? So, one day, this Love chocolate it. boy wonder is gone, it's gone, right? Has, has, um, has chocolate boy wonder's Choc- innocence been ruined by uh, APW? Uh, not exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to do the gimmick anymore because I was just tired of like of people. Of people, that's my girlfriend. I don't know if you heard the phone ringing. No, um, no, we good. Okay, no, okay, okay. Well, so basically, I was just tired of the boys coming up to me and be like, "Yo, my aunt's in town. She wants to get on by this skinny black guy." <laughs> so I was just like, "I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, I can't do this." You got turned um, into a fetish. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like. The boy, the boys was trying to, the boys was feeding me information just so they could pop themselves. I was like, I'm not doing this shit for y'all. I'm doing this shit for the fans, you know. Um, and then like, you know, the promoter and ultimate, Chocolate the promoter ultimate last words. I did this for the fans. I, I did it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the fa- the fans liked it. I mean, and part of it is like um the gimmick and like uh, and, and like I don't know if we um went over this, but like. Chocolate Boy Wonder, I got it from this Japanese, this obscure Japanese gimmick, but then I got a lot of it from Chris Candida. Like, um, a lot of, like, Chris Candido's strut. You, I mean, you know how, like, Chris Candido's entrance used to be? He used to strut on the ring and then do the, like, the mm, dance. Chris Candido, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chocolate Boy. Head, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, Chris Candido's, like, one of my top five all-time th- all favorites, and that's what I, oh, I okay. kind of, like, that's what I kind of based chocolate boy wonder on as far as like in-ring antics and stuff like that and mm. i guess people didn't get it you know and i guess <laughs> I wouldn't, they didn't get it and i guess i wasn't experienced enough to kind of translate that but then again you know i'm not trying to copy directly i just really like chris candido i thought this one homage oh yeah i mean i mean i did just about everything except for the power bomb off the top rope because no one trusted me, <laughs> trusted me to do that so wait, so, no wait, so wait. Would, you tried to become your idol and became basically a wrestling man whore, is what you're saying happened. Yeah. Well, Yo, why yeah, coming through with the potent question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, man. And, and, yeah, it was just, 
it was just dumb, man. Like, I didn't want to touch these. And, like, see, a lot of these fans, man, I mean, you know how it is that these people go to these wrestling shows. I mean, and not to disparage these fans, but a lot of these, especially in my area, they're dirty. <laughs> man, they don't give a fuck. They're going to say whatever the fuck yeah. they want to you. Yeah, man, these people, like, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the class of people has gone up since, man, but a lot of these people, man, they don't understand that this shit is a gimmick, especially, like, these weird old ladies. And it's just like, man, come the fuck on, man. So anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you can't you can't break kayfabe for the old ladies. Uh, well, I mean that that's yeah. the problem you have though when you like you know you part charge like five dollars a show, and you know like the other wrestling events charge twenty dollars. You, you get what's what's left. So you know like the yeah. I mean we were charging like ten bucks at that time. I guess for ultimate. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just. I mean that's I ten just, bucks yeah. a corny grandma. I hope yeah. you know that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's just one child's grant uh, Christmas money right there. You got. <laughs> And also, when I'm a heel, like, it just didn't, Chocolate Boy Wonder didn't work as a heel. It just didn't. So I, Is it um, too sexy? It worked no, for Dolph just, Ziggler. Well, the gimmick is just, the gimmick was just too goofy. It was just too fun, you know? Uh, I mean, it was just too much, like, shit, bullshit. <laughs> it was too much gaga. That's another term for y'all. Sabada. Mm. It's too much sabada. That's an old term. Ooh. Anyway, so, uh. All right, so I you're was APW. Yeah, so I'm APW. I was hanging out with this wrestler, and they were running – APW ran every Sunday. Um, And the way that we got the APW was that we were wrestling – after we all quit, it was me, Joe Gibson, and another guy named Robin Golfin from North Carolina. He was a, a, a cruiserweight. Um, he kind of worked like uh, Davey Richards, but he like mm-hmm. was like built like uh, built like Rey Mysterio like in the 90s, like skinny Rey Mysterio. He's a little dude, but, you know, chopped you down with kicks. Anyway – we went to this uh, company called New Heights, and Joe Joe Gibson got to work with. Um, he wrestled Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong okay. was there, and uh, Road Dog was there. Road Dog, uh, yeah, Road Dog. Road Dog's great, man, and Road Dog is Road Dog is hilarious. So anyway, they were after Scott, and this is after Scott kind of got re- yeah, yeah, he got released for a little bit um, when they were having those budget cuts. So you know when the, the economy was all jacked up, mm-hmm. they had those budget cuts. Anyway, so Joe worked. Uh, um, well, actually, yeah, shit. There's there, there like another story before that with the Armstrong. So, uh, and, and I'll get to that before I get to the New Heights one. So, so basically, uh, we go to Bruton, Alabama, and that's a pretty. I mean, it was a cool show, man. It's basically the promoter who ran IPW now. He was running in Alabama in this armory in the summertime. This is like right after we quit. And like this building had no air condition. So we were all dying of mm. like, uh, I mean, <laughs> in this that random. Oh, man, it was brutal, man. Like I was, I was like huffing and puffing. Um, Cause it, it, it was like swamp heat, man. It was like Alabama swamp heat. Armstrong's were there, and like my first encounter with, with with Scott Armstrong, I'm walking down a I'm walking down a corridor to this armory. Scott Armstrong pops out of a pops out of a room. He goes he goes, damn brother, you got a chest for chopping, and goes to chop me, and then dashes back in the room. <laughs> that's <laughs> Scott Armstrong. He goes the room and chops me in the chest and bounces. That's that's. I cried. I cried. Oh man, it was funny. I I had a laugh. So I wrestled my match. And Scott liked my match. He was like, brother, I said, you know, he said, man, good match. I said, I, I said, thank you, sir. It's, it was an honor. And the thing that, like, made me 
feel good about my wrestling, he said, no, brother, it was an honor watching you wrestle. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I was just like, man, and I ain't never shared that with nobody, you know, you know, nobody publicly, just with the boys in the business that Mm -hmm. Armstrong said that to me. Um, And then, like, um, we go to New Heights. Oh, man. And, um, you know, this is in Bruton. And I think we're working a show where it's like all cage matches and shit. And you can see that cage match. It was just like, it was me and Robin. That was the first incarnation of the Onyx. Mm. Wrestling this kid named T-Bird and this fucking guy that, his nickname was Pillow Pants. He's a little fat chubby. (laughs) A little chubby dude that they just basically um, put in the cage with us and we just mauled him like a pack of wolves. (laughs) That's cold. That's cold blooded. T-Bird comes in, hits a bunch of moves, climbs to the top of the cage, and he and misses a uh, misses a swan con, and we throw him out, and then we make the other kid tap, and then it was our match. I mean, it wasn't a great match, but it was just like I'm in a cage, and we got to beat the f out of somebody. Hey, that sounds fun, man. So, hey, you can curse all you want. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, ch- children listen to this. So, do they? Do we have those specs? Do we have? Do we have? Do we have children listen to this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking. I hope they are. I'm just talking trash. Yes, I'm talking trash. Oh, I want all ages to hear our crazy. Kids, kids in the terms of wrestling breaking in. You know, I'm giving out some wrestling lessons. Oh, got you, got you, got you. (laughs) So, one of the other guys that rode with us is a guy named uh, Lightning Kid, Jerry Reiner. Jerry Reiner. Um, I used to go to his house and we used to play uh, the Call of Duty games. You know, he was like, "Hey, brother, you want to come over and shoot zombies?" So I used to be at his house like all hours of the night after I get off of work and we'd be playing Call of Duty. And he used to say, hey, man, MG, Machine Gun. Your fucking name's Machine Gun. So I started, I, I like embody this thing. I'm called Marcus the Machine Gun now. Okay. Mm, all right, Marcus the Machine Gun Gibbs. And when I become the Machine Gun, for some reason, like when someone gives me a moniker, I like kind of embody like I just became the machine gun, which was like a shooter. Like I was just fucking people up left and right. I was about to say um, I could have gone a weird way. I was like, you just stick some bullets up your ass. No, man. <laughs> man, that yeah. okay. So, so and tonight on XWPT Wrestling, Marcus the Machine Gun Gibbs gets clipped. <laughs> To all skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the machine gun now. And we, like, APW, like, it, like APW is rocking and rolling because it was like a perfect storm because, like, Tiny threw a free show on Thanksgiving. Okay. And um, when we had this show, or before he's getting ready to throw the show, Joe Gibson happens to run into Scott Armstrong at a Walmart. Because all the like I see the Armstrongs all the time at Walmart, you know, because mm-hmm. we live in the same town. So he sees Scott Armstrong, and Scott, I think he worked Scott before in Bruton, and he goes, uh, <laughs> or no, Joe worked Road Dog in Bruton. Mm. So, so Scott liked what, what you know what Joe was doing. He was like, brother, I'm booking this show out here in Pensacola. They run every week, and these guys kind of don't have a clue, but some of them do. Brother, just please come, and at you know, you know, please come out and do the show with us. Yeah. And at this time, these, you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, they had like one or two guys that were decent, but the rest of it was like just guys who wasn't really that sound technically or they didn't look good or nothing like that. 
so we go out there and um joe drags me along because tiny tiny kind of had the reputation of being like the scumbag show like he was the world mm. famous flea market to the max at <laughs> so joe joe's like man I don't want to be there by myself, man. You're one of my boys. I need you watching my back. So we go there and we know that some of the guys there, there, there were a couple guys who were known for stealing out of bags and stuff. Cause this is where like all the like guys who aren't good and the drug addicts and the bullshit artists go because uh, okay. all the bridges at this point. So we go there and me and Joe wrestle. We have like a, um, we have like a 10 minute match and that's on YouTube too. I, I think the first match hit. Well, no, I don't know if the first match is. Anyway, we had this match, and it was like, you know, we worked a little bit of chain, and then we hit our spots. And then backstage, when Joe gets back there, uh, Scott Armstrong's like, you, you know, he turns around to the locker room, and he says, boys, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, man. They had a good, crisp, clean TV match, man. Y'all motherfuckers need to be watching that shit. And then he goes up to us, and he's like, man, y'all do that, all that good British chain. I love that shit, man. Y'all need to keep coming back. And then, you know, uh, <laughs> And then also, this is a funny thing, too. Scott was like, Tiny, man, we need to hurry up with this fucking show. I'm missing football, man. I want to see the Raiders do some shit. You know, sun, you know Sunday night football, the ticket. So mm-hmm. so he's doing that. And then, um, you know, you know, we start eventually bringing in some of the other guys, some of the boys from Mobile and some of the boys from, like, I think, like, some guys from Texas came in and out and some guys from Louisiana come through, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, just a better quality of guys started coming. And then we moved to a. Then we moved cross town, um, because the crowd went up. It was a free show, and they saw us. So the people started showing up. And mm. then when we moved town, people, everybody followed us there because of you know we were all the ultimate wrestling boys that came cross town, and we were killing ultimate because we went to, out, like... basically we went to APW to prove a point to the promoter that you know you like to say that we you know we ain't shit, and you know they went on their website and talked about how we were prima donnas. And we were garbage and all of this. Disrespect. Um, yeah, man. Let, let me tell you what this motherfucking promoter said. <laughs> he told he told all the students, he was like, you guys are all better than Marcus. Marcus ain't nothing but a fucking fat, short, black guy who can't wrestle. I was like, okay, bet, motherfucker. <laughs> I, said, I said, bet, bitch. I said, uh, watch us outsell you every week. And your fucking crowd just dwindles and crumbles around. I mean, they had like one good one good show. That's after we left, and Robert Gibson showed up. Mm-hmm. And but they couldn't even afford to pay Robert Gibson his pay, you know. And Robert Gibson lived in town at the time. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I mean, and 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 a funny Robert Gibson story is that he moved away. He moves, you know, he lives in Georgia now from Rock and Roll Express. Robert Gibson showed up at one of the shows randomly, just like he was visiting family. Knew that we were running the show, goes up to the promoter and said, Hey, motherfucker, you got the rest of my money? Shook it down <laughs> and then left. He goes, Hell yeah. You know, he fist bumps me and says, I'll see you later, champ, and leaves. Um, Robert Gibson. Yo, you were getting, getting all the clout, So, yeah, so I'm just like, I'm just like, bet, motherfucker. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to turn all the way up. So, so I'm, you know, we're just, you know, we're having these matches like, you know, we're working every weekend and we're, you know, I mean, we're killing it. Like when we're just watching APW crumble in the for them, the, the, the fucking fatal fucking Ned Stark fucking bastard sword chopped to the neck for him was that he, you know, he hired another booker, a guy named Bobby Doll and, and another guy named Chief Ironclaw. And they were okay. trying to run Alabama. And then they took the rest of the talent because they brought in a bunch of like muscle dudes from like um, body guys from uh, Louisiana and northern Mississippi and Tennessee. 
Okay. Um, you know, he brought down the naturals, but see what the plan was. They they just you know they just went ahead and stole the town. They stole they stole Loxley and they created another company called Planet Wrestling, which is also on YouTube. And towards the end of APW, which but you know like you know there's some stories on APW I want to tell you. Um, we end up eventually going to Planet, and that's some good stuff. So anyway, towards you know when we moved cross town. Um, Scott had already went back up north to, to WWE and Road Dog was there. Road Dog was bring helping bring in, you know, he brought in Raven for a show, brought in Billy Gunn. It was real cool. Um, oh, oh, wow, Raven. Thanks, Raven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quote the Raven. Good dude. Yeah, you know, funny, funny dude. Yeah, man. I mean, he's still, you know, does what he he's does. Still active? Good for him. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he works as a manager now. Um, still has a Harvard work. degree, too. Yeah, he, yeah. Know, he reads eight he reads eight books a week. Oh shit! I know Raven works. Eight comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raven, if you're listening, I respect the shit out of you. That was not. <laughs> no, no. Yo, I Raven, let's start showing stuff. So, so yeah, so Road Dog becomes the Booker, and Road Dog, Road Dog. I mean, remember when I was telling you about how he like likes to make ribs backfire? Mm-hmm. Road Dog was like this. <laughs> Road Dog kind of had like this thing where he knew how to like. Like get like not get under my skin, but like he knew how to like fucking stir the pot a little bit. I've seen so, him writing on SmackDown. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, he's he's a funny dude. He's a funny dude. So this particular incident, and this is a picture of it where I'm like on the rope. Remember, I was telling you, like I'm like I'm wrestling this guy in a mask, and I'm on the rope, and I kind of like have like these seedy like seat like I'm seething, mm-hmm. I'm in anger, right? Yeah, we this, gotta get that picture up. This guy was not good. His name is Black Scorpion. <laughs> um, and he it's was already, it's, wait, already, it's wait, already not starting out well. It's really not. Wait, wait so it was like he a black version of Sting? Is that what happened? Like, did he have face paint? No, or was it? no, he wasn't the black version of Sting. That's Stang. That was Hard Body Harrison. He's the kid. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you were gonna find this man. You said yeah, yeah, he was like, Yeah, no, no, that was that. No, no, that was Hard Body Harrison's gimmick. He was saying he was like, "Yo, yo, I don't want to be Sting. I want to be Stang." <laughs> so yo. anyway, Black Scorpion. Okay, mm-hmm. first time I encountered Black Scorpion. This is like when we were on the front part of uh, town. Like you know, we were across town. This is like off of Gregory Street, which is like off the highway. Okay. I don't, I don't know if y'all been to Pensacola. Mm, not anytime recently. Come visit. The beaches are effing beautiful. Best beaches in the world. Yo, let me know when y'all throw in like a mega show. I'll be down there, man. Okay, good deal. Good deal. So, so I, I wrestled Black Scorpion. The one thing that I noticed about this guy, and I, I and I feel like I'm justified in 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 doing what I did to him, was that I I, I used to see him walk around the locker room with like alcohol, like he was like drinking beer, uh-huh. like he's throwing back six packs one after another. Um, and he was a pill popper, so he would pop a Valium and then be drinking. So, mm. yeah, man, yeah. So he was like under the influence, mm, like all the time. So they asked me to get in this tag match, and I remember. Um, and this is just going back to Scott said he was like, "Brother, um, these guys aren't good. Um, the guy you want to be in there with is a guy named Mad Dog." And I and and I this is when the machine gun started. It started with Mad Dog. Mad Dog was like 6'3", 200-something pound guy, and he was an idiot. Like, I didn't like the way he looked at me. Like, he, like, made stupid faces and he barked too much. I was like, 
this guy, I'm just like, this guy. like he, you know, he came out to like Pantera and you know that. You know, this guy that, sounds like the greatest, the greatest yeah, human he had, being ever. Yeah, he he, Mississippi Mississippi dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we called a lot of those guys. We called them Mississippi dirtbags, you know. So he's sitting there barking in this tag match and. I told this guy, he's like, what do you want to do? I said, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll do some mat wrestling in there. So this guy totally didn't listen to anything that I called. This dude, when the bell rings, this dude decides to start kicking and punching. Mm-hmm. He maybe throws two kicks, two punches. I was like, hey, motherfucker, guy, hey. <laughs> I said, you better sit down. So he throws like the third kick. I catch his foot. I sweep him. I lay on top of his shoulders, and I start making him breathe my own air. I said, hey, motherfucker, you're going to slow down right now or you're going to have a problem. Yep. Okay? So he's sitting there. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. He just kind of has like this awkward grin on his face. Like he's trying to, he's trying to, and he's a big guy. He's trying to like kick out, but I'm laying on his shoulder. So he has like no leverage. And I, and I have like, I have like his left arm in a key lock. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. on, I'm breathing. I said, motherfucker, slow down. <laughs> so. So when I when you know we get back to working, I start arm dragging him around because he you know all of a sudden he starts to you know you know soften up and start doing what I told him. So he called Black Scorpion and you know Black Scorpion is so fucking drunk. He, I, I I hear the I fucking get a contact off of him breathing in the ring. You know, <laughs> I just irate. So we have our match and that should have done. So maybe like month. Two months later, they're they're at Greg, you know, they're down the street, Jackson Street. That's on the other side of Pensacola. So we're working, and they did like a three day like weekend thing, and like I had another book in Saturday. So that Sunday, um, like I worked the Friday over there. I went across way across Florida to work uh, another show. Then I come back here. Joe had already worked the Black Scorpion, and he was just like, "Yeah, I just bumped crazy for him and then pent him and." Um, his trainer, the guy who trained Joe Gibson, one of the guys who trained him was Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle. Pringle. Yeah, Percy Pringle was in the attendance. He was like, he was like, Joe, you promised a turd. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't so nice. You know, so he said I, it was a pig with lipstick. <laughs> man, I, man, I, man, shit, man, I, I, I don't know, man, I. That's 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 a disrespect to pigs with lipstick, you know. <laughs> so he was fucking drunk and he's popping Valium pills and shit. And uh, before I can even get, I had my bag. Before I can even get to the back of the building, he he walks up to me. He goes, "Hey, brother, man, uh, it's me and you, brother." <laughs> you know, he talks like, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, man, maybe you know, man, we lock up and we do this shit." The 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 the. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I was like, okay. So I'm like, I was like, okay, here's this bullshit. And Road Dog is looking at me, and he's just like, he's my Road Dog is just like posted up against the wall, just smiling like. <laughs> so I look at Road Dog's face, and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? It's like you let this drunk guy fucking wrestle. So you know what I should have done? What I should have done was say, hey man, I'm not gonna get in the ring, man. You gonna let this drunk guy wrestle? I'm not gonna put my my safety on the line. But no, no, not me, not me. No, no, I wouldn't get in the ring with someone drunk. That's just ridiculous. Because prior to that, that previous night, I had wrestled, I wrestled this green guy, one of the ultimate boys. And he's, mm-hmm. he's actually since turned out to be a really phenomenal wrestler. He's probably one of the best heels around my area. 
Ox, Ox for Haney. And this is, and I don't mean to diss on Ox. This is just what happened in this particular match. The night prior, working like a tornado tag match. And um, for some reason, some guys are like, like everybody's taller than me. So, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, as far as heavyweights go. So, like, yeah. Oxford is like maybe 6'3", 6'2", 6'3". And he's throwing these forearm shots. And every forearm shot is not landing on my neck. It's landing right in my damn ear. So oh. right on my ear. And I said, hey, man, fuck, what, what are you doing? Hits me in the ear twice. I say, hey, man, please don't do that again. Watch where you're throwing these elbows. So he grabs me in the corner, and he throws 10 fucking elbows in my ear. Oh. And I, yeah. And I just Yo, like, I, no, that's not, that might be a real fight right there. That's ridiculous. Oh, no, no, no. It became a real fight. So I lose <laughs> it. I push him out the corner. I push him out the corner. And there's and there's always a picture for this, right? Mm-hmm. There's a we're about to put fans. We're about to put up the Marcus Gibbs catalog. It's going to be a weekly magazine of of interest of Marcus Gibbs. Yeah. So this is what happened. I push him off. Uh-huh. I hit him in the. I hit him in the stomach. Right. <laughs> I hit him in the stomach. I go pow pow. Two piece him in the gut. So his chin comes out. And then and then I just like just start dotting his face. I started his forehead. <laughs> and then I just big this haymaker to his chin. Pow pow. And like the picture, the picture is this. It shows me hitting this haymaker right, like Floyd, like not Floyd Mayweather, but like Mike Tyson, mm. Mike Tyson hook right to his chin. You can see his head. Haney's, uh, Haney's neck is extended, and his chin is like looking up in the sky. His body is like stiff like a damn board, and he's like teetering to the mat. Nice, and you can nice. See, and then like. <laughs> And then, like, afterwards, like, he rolls out, and he's trying to work the gimmick. And I'm just, like, I forget about the match. Um, my tag partner, T.A., he already gets the pin. He finishes the match. And you can see, and like, I, I don't know if this is on video, but, you know, there is a picture of me finishing the right hand. So I'm, like, standing at the rope, and I'm just yelling, Hey, motherfucker, you want to be tough now? Get back in this ring. Because he was trying to work his gimmick, but he didn't know that I was really pissed because I, I knocked him the fuck out. And then, like, he came to once he got back out, you, you know, I mean, he was still mm-hmm. trying to, like, work the gimmick. And I said, so he's making these fucking faces at me. And I was like, motherfucker, you want to fight? <laughs> and I'm, like, yelling. At him. I was like, come on, come on. And, like, the match, like, I forget about the match. T.A. comes up to me, <laughs> chops me in the chest. He chops me in the chest. It's like Jesse and Festus. I snap out of it. He goes, come on, man, we're done. <laughs> and I said, okay, and I point at him like the evil, like the evil monkey on Family Guy. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> ah. You never want to so, work yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> yeah, pretty brother. much. Brother. So basically, so I'm there and, and, and I talk to him and I apologize. I said, hey, man, I didn't mean to hit you, man, but you fucked my ear up, man. Like, I can't, I, you know, I, I didn't lose no hearing, but he like blasted me in my damn ear. So he was like, I'm sorry and we're cool. You know, we're cool after that. Um, bullshit! You punch <laughs> face, and you think you're cool after that? There's no fucking way that guy. Like, yo, 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 yo! You made me death, and I punched you in the face, but we're cool. <laughs> well, no, I, no, I fucking, I laid his like, ass that's up. Like some, that's like some James and Bob shit. Like they're just high as fuck. Like, yeah, you know, we're cool, whatever. Yeah, man. Like I, I yeah, because once we, you know, you know, once we got back to the locker room, I yelled at him for like thirty minutes, and then. <laughs> I like I like browbeat him in front of the whole locker room, and I said, "Man, don't worry about it." 
<laughs> so so you so you I, you punch him in the face, then you belittled him in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you think much. you're cool with this guy, dude? I would hate you for fucking ever. <laughs> I would plan your death out in my head like, every day, every day. But so would be cool after that. There's no fucking way. So like, and this is the funny thing. Like I, I I tell Joe about it, and Joe's like, "Hey man, dude, you gotta stop that shit, man. You're gonna become a locker room bully." <laughs> so I was like, "Man, don't worry about." It. I said, "Man, these motherfuckers be starting to be doing bullshit with me, man. Like, what do you expect me to do, man? I'm not, I'm not gonna let nobody pelt me in my ear, and I don't do nothing. They gotta learn because it's it's either it's either me take care of them or." Then them go and because Haney Haney's good enough, Haney could get a job somewhere. Mm. It was better, you know, like it was better for me to hurt him than him go up there, hurt somebody up there, and lose a bunch of money. And I'm not saying that I did that for his favor, I did it because I was pissed about my ear. Yeah, so I'm already coming in hot on this Sunday, and this guy is drunk, he is pissed drunk, high as a kite trying to trying to go over spots he he is like slurring his speech and all of this and um also they brought in jimmy golden okay jimmy golden was at this particular show um so he yeah he showed up in gear which i you know which i always thought was a cool thing that guys from like old school guys do they just showed up in their boots you know mm -hmm. so anyway always got to be ready and Jimmy, yeah, I mean, but you know, Jimmy Gold's match was great because he worked a guy named Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket's a good, a good guy that you should do an interview with. He does tattoos in Mobile, but he's like one of the Mobile Mobile indie greats. Mm, okay. Um, so, uh, so we have our match, and like Scorpion, like Scorpion's trying to go over shit, and I'm just like not with it. And then like <laughs> I see this is the, I think this is what like set me off. Road Dog, uh, <laughs> Road Dog is like talking to Joe, and then Road Dog kind of like glances over his shoulder. Uh -huh. You know, Road Dog's really tall. He glances over, looks down at me, and smiles, and just turns back around. And mm. I'm just like, me and Road Dog like make eye contact, and, I, and Road Dog could tell I'm getting like seething. I'm like, I'm just seething with anger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have this, so the match happens, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Please tell okay. me you bust this man up. Oh, dude, it's 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 way better. It it gets way better. Okay, all right, so, let's go. So we have the match, and um, you know, we're trying to work, and like, I I you know, I'm trying to work with him. I grab him in some wrist locks and stuff, and he is trying to oversell. He's screaming like Tom, you know, like Tom from Tom and Jerry when Tom mm -hmm. gets like fire. He's doing that, and like, I don't know, man. He was just fucking, just. He over just, the top? Yeah, he was just over the top, and he was, like, doing things sloppy. So, basically, he, uh, you know, I, I I let him get me in the corner, and then he, like, I want to say he punched me in the ribs, and he mm -hmm. was a little heavy. He was a little heavy on my rib cage. So, I, I reciprocated. I reciprocated one time. Boom. And then he tries to get in a pissing match with me. Mm. So, I throw him in the corner, and then I just start drilling him all over his body. With this punches, this barrage of punches. And then I snatch him in a front face lock and I suplex him as hard as I could by his neck in a front face lock. Ooh, so I, I, suplex, 
I super see what I should have done was just hit my I say, hey man, you you, you know, I should have just said I'm not gonna work him or just snatched him, put him in the finish, and then pinned him. Mm. But so I suplexed him a couple times really hard. And um I'm like kicking him and fucking I'm just fucking just tying him up and you know, I'm any hold I can grab, I grab. Um and this match, particular match, actually made it to public TV in Pensacola. Oh which wow. I, <laughs> which I'll get. Look to. at you beating people up and getting famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It made it to public access TV for Black TV. <laughs> so, so while 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 I'm in, I'm like just in a fit of rage after this. Like, just you know, like I can't believe you. You know, like I'm trying not to be. A You're trying dick. to keep it professional, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to be professional, but at the same time, I I, I would think that the management there would have said, hey. No, motherfucker, you're not getting in the ring with these guys drunk, you know. Yeah, exactly. Body. So, I mean, I've, I'm seen pretty some, sure. I've seen some of Scott Hall's later matches, and I know that ain't true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and, and Just it's saying. like, you know, and like I said, yeah, you know, like, I don't drink or smoke or nothing like that. So, you know, that, that shit is not cool to me in, in ring. So, so like, while I'm beating, while I'm beating on Black Scorpion, and it's not like I'm trying to kill him. I'm just trying to teach him. I'm trying to teach him a lesson. I, I'm trying to teach him a lesson. So I'm already in a fit of rage. And I look over and I see Joe. Because me and Joe were tagging at this time. This is when we were called Team Magnum. This is stupid shit. Sexual <laughs> chocolate is now in Team Magnum. No, yeah, no, well, was, yeah. no, no, no. It was Machine Gun Gibbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, right. no, actually... Uh, yeah, I was a machine. Uh, yeah, I was a machine gun, but I was also working with Team Magnum. I was known as Dirty Hustler, Dirt Hustler. <laughs> Dirt Hustler, bro. Yeah, some of your like names, I, I, some of your names yeah. are real bad, like real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was called the Dirty Hustler. So I used to shave my, I used to shave my body, but then when I was Dirty Hustler, I just let all my chest hair come in. It was like on some Joey Ryan shit. Mm. Plus, Joey Ryan, a the famous of, murdering dick wrestler. Yeah, but I didn't do none of that dumb dick stuff because I was that <laughs> chocolate boy shit is garbage. <laughs> so I, I look over, I look over at Joe, and Joe is just disappointed in his face. He's just like, bro, just go home. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> he's like, his face is like his spirit is done. He's like, bro, just just go home. Just go home, man. Fuck. You shamed a dirty wrestler. Yeah, I mean, because Joe, Joe's Joe's mom and his stepdad came to watch this show, so mm. <laughs> so his parents, and I think his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom and his girlfriend's sister were there, like his whole family was there, just watch me like annihilate a dude. We we're supposed to do this fun, fun loving, like you know, like you know, kind of like disco king gimmick. Anyway, and you turned it into a brawl. Oh, dude! I just, I just <laughs> oh, people, people must hate you. No, this is this is hate you. This is this is the best part. This is the best part about the best part about this match. So, so when Joe says go home, I hit like the I hit like a urinagi and I I, I pin him. Mm-hmm. Right. And Frank Wyatt in the in the middle of the referee in the middle of the referee raising my hand. I look down at him. I see him trying to sell, and I just stomp him right in his face. And right there, right there, that's the moment he started planning your death. You're done for. This man has got your death planned out like 10 years in the making. You're going to wake up one day like, you know what? I got it coming. I I knew this was going to happen. Bobby told me. Oh, no, it it gets better. It gets better. So Joe is already disappointed and I already stomped this guy right in his face. I pick him up. (laughs) I pick him up and I throw him 
as hard as I can out the ring. And he, okay, my, by the way, they built like a WCW style entranceway, like an elevated stageway to walk to. So I throw him, I throw him so hard into, out of the ring, into the stageway, the front, like the, like the, one of the panels of the, of the, of the stageway caved in. Yo, whose <laughs> man is this? Who's so, man? so the cave, the, the thing, the, the, uh, the thing, uh, the, the stage caved in a little bit, right? They had to later go back and patch, like, another hole. Wait, 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 another... wait, wait, So you went <laughs> off-key, fucked the guy's life up for the day, and you broke the stage? Yeah, I, br- I broke the and stage. Bobby, this is your friend. This is your friend, man. <laughs> yeah. Did you for this? <laughs> no, so, okay. It gets, oh, it, gets, it gets even better. It gets even better. So, so he's... He's sobered up by then, right? Like the alcohol and pills are out of his system. He's woke up, right? Yeah, he probably threw him up when you threw him off the stage. <laughs> so uh, I'm walking back, Damn and um, I'm I'm walking back, and I think like the the book, like the booking, like the booker. I, I think it was Road Dog. There was another guy named Travis. I talked to Travis. Travis came to me. He apologized. He's like, man, um, had I known, you know, and they knew he was drinking. That's like, man, I, I, you know. You know, we didn't mean to offend you like that. And then the the promoter Tiny we goes didn't push up. you in harm's way. No, yeah, and, and Tiny says, "Hey, brother, man. I mean, Chris had it coming. Chris shouldn't have been drinking, man. I'm sorry." So Chris is pissed off. He's leaning up against his truck. I walk up to him. I stick my hand out. I said, uh, "I'm sorry. You know why I did that, right?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "No." So I'm, I'm trying to be calm. I, I said, "I got my shit out my system, right?" So. This guy decides he gets up. He, you know, he, all of a sudden, you know, he didn't want to be tough then, but he said he goes, hey, "Man, fuck that shit, man! You stiffed me." And I said, "Stiffed you, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> so the locker room, the locker room's there. I say, "Motherfucker, let me tell you something, you son of a bitch." I said, "So you sat there and you risked everybody's safety and potentially their lives in there because you decided to be a selfish piece of shit and drink alcohol, not just one beer. It's not like you had one beer just to like." be fun with the boys you were drinking like five or six beers right before your match you were popping mm. and all those shit you're a fucking pill popper and you're a goddamn alcoholic and he goes well that's the only way i can uh that's the only way i can loosen up i said well you know what i said listen motherfucker if this is the way that you need to list, uh, loosen up uh you don't deserve to be in a ring you probably need to be a referee or something or, or buy a goddamn ticket and sit sure. in the and be a fan because that shit is uncalled for. I like, look, I'm not, I'm not one to be a Puritan and say you shouldn't drink at all. I don't care what people do. Um, just, just be responsible. I say, dude, you're a goddamn adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be responsible. Be responsible. You know? Yeah. And I yelled at him. I, I mean, I, I browbeat him like I did. I, you know, I berated him in front of the locker room again. Uh, so. You know, it's a habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. So, um, he, uh, shit, what did he do? So, after I leave, all of a sudden he becomes a tough guy. He goes, brother, if that motherfucker wants to see the devil, he's going to see the devil. Fuck this shit. So, he leaves. I'm getting a baseball bat. We're going to fight. So, <laughs> so I, I'm there. Oh, and, uh, he started planning your death already. He's done so yeah, fighting. So, <laughs> he's done yeah. his head. I'm telling you. Yeah, so oh, so what I there, Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle's out there. He goes, Oh man, that motherfucker wants to fight some more. That's how Percy <laughs> talks. I'm just doing the per you know, it sounds like Mickey Mouse, but I just uh, you know, when I get into the story mode. 
So so Percy was just like, oh, yeah, he's trying to fight some more. I said, okay, well, so I just waited outside. So basically I was, you know, I put my jeans and I put my clothes back on and I just waited behind the locker room or waited behind the building for him. You know, I said, I'll just wait here. If he show up with a bat, I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be a wrap for him. It's going to be a for real fight. I wasn't even trying to really hurt him. I was just trying to pick his ass up. So I waited. You know, I waited, and I mean, and Percy was like, he goes, man, he was in the wrong, man. You got too many friends here. He ain't going to do shit. So I said, yeah. I know he ain't. So so basically, um, he comes back, and he's calmed down, right? And he goes, hey, brother, um, I'm, hey, man, I, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for drinking before the match. I didn't mean to do that. Um, you know, you know, he gets to talk, you know, we get to talking about his cool, and, you know, we're cool after that. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> they're cool. They're cool again. Hey, he came back. You're cool. No fucking way. We came back and we we apologized. I apologized to him. He apologized to me. We hugged it out. It's it like nine fun. years later. You're still talking shit about this on the radio. There's no way you're cool about this. No way. No way. No, no. You know. Uh. I've got my comeuppets, you know. I got my comeuppets. Do you remember? There's a guy from. Yeah, um, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. I, well, I, I don't know if we. I don't know what's happening on Raw because I need I need Marcus to be here. We'll wait. <laughs> uh, no, I, but no, but no. I got I got my comeuppets. Do you remember a, a guy from a luchador guy from Naples, Florida? What was his name? Tupac. He had passed away. He had like kidney cancer, like, but he. Really, really nice guy. Really nice guy, man. Like, so I can say, like, you know, I did get my, I did get my wrestling karma receipt. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll oh. tell you the story about Tupac. <laughs> so uh, his son Walter, Tupac, like no, Xbox. Uh, that's, that's Xbox. That's Xbox. Well, no, he's he was from Mexico. Um, like he was like a, he was like a fifty year old Mexican dude who was like a really good luchador. Um. But yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you the story once Marcus, whatever Marcus is doing. He's going to the bathroom probably. Got got a little baby, got a little baby bladder. You know, he had he had seventeen beers and felt guilty about it while you were talking about beating the shit out of a guy that was drinking while wrestling. Yeah, well, he drank right before my match, man. Like, I don't know, man. I just thought he, I, I you know, I just thought he probably should have just recused himself from the match. You know, if you're gonna be drunk. That's just it's just not cool, you know what I mean? Um, now look, I'm not saying that I, I don't understand why you did this, but I will say that I think you might have some enemies out there, Marcus. I don't know. I I mean, there was a lot of places that wouldn't book me. Um because of it. I mean, I I mean, I've gotten I've gotten my share of being buried. Um there there was an actual there was a wrestler I beat up because one he had a you know, he was a pedo and people kept using him on shows. So, you know, he tried to bury me to uh, uh, this company called Combat Sport, um, which was a good company, you know, but, you know, but, I mean, but this ain't the um, this ain't the, the wrestling karma that I got back. <laughs> what karma did you get from uh, your okay. best friend? Okay, yeah. okay, so wrestling karma. There was this uh, luchador. He was from Mexico, but he lived in Naples, and then he moved to Pensacola, and he was there for like two years, and he was wrestling with APW. That All right. Day. Gimmick was Tupac, like spelled T U P A T A P A K, like the um, like the Aztec, you know. Mm, okay. Tupac was a really nice guy, right? But the thing is, is that this guy was like 50 years old at the time, and he'd been wrestling since he was like 14. 
Because in Mexico, oh. they start they start they start really young. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. And he used to, t- you know, like he didn't he he barely spoke English at the time. He's a really really nice guy, really good good dude. But he was a super veteran, right? Mm-hmm. And like in the business, man, you kind of like you. I, I mean, you kind of like like when you're young and you've gotten some smoke under your you know, smoke under your feet and you're going and you're running, hitting the road. Um, you kind of get to certain points where you think you're good. You think you're the shit, right? I thought I was the fucking man. I thought I was Ric Flair incarnate. Like, you know, I thought I was, yeah. Rip, I, thought I was Rip Rogers, Danny Davis. And I was about to, I was about to train the next generation of Ohio Valley. I was about to, I was about to, <laughs> I, I, was about to I was about to father John Cena, Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton in my mind. <clears throat> Until I met this, until I met Tupac. <laughs> so nobody would work him because because he um because he didn't really speak English. You know, he spoke like some. It was like broken English. You know, I mean, you know, what I'm saying, you know, mm-hmm. he could speak around English. You know, yeah. Um, so you know, I guess he was there as doing construction work and stuff like that. And, and I think his wife, his wife and kids are still in Florida. You know. Um, oh, okay. Really, really nice guy, man. I meet him. He shows up and he's like decked out in little Western, like country Western apparel, you know, like a Tejano. <laughs> he's, got little, he's got the little cowboy boots and the, and the, and the, and the cowboy. Did he have a bolo tie? Please tell me he didn't have a bolo tie. He did not have a bolo tie. Oh, okay. He had a, okay. whew, the affliction shirt. He had like a pompadour with an affliction shirt. <laughs> Fuck you, I have a bolo tie, you asshole. No, no, I was no, I was saying if he had the bowler tie, I was about to give him out of the clock. He had them, he had them desperate, he had them little desperado uh uh Antonio Banderas boots with the little with the little silver on the top. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Yo, this this dude dude was sharp. Dude was sharp. Like, oh my yo, god, he killed it. He, he was sharp. It. Like like he was literally like Tejano'd out, right? Oh he's he killing it. Like, like none of the boys, like none of the boys meet him like beforehand, you know, like tiny saw him. They said, yo, man, this little Mexican dude is good. This Mexican dude is good. You better be dressing like that in royalty. So he showed up. He's, he, he, you know, he comes out the locker room. He's just combing his hair. He's like, hey, guys, what's going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, yo, I want to work some Lucha Libre with this dude, man. And like, dude, I had no clue. Like. Like I tell people all the time, I say, don't sleep on them luchadors, man. Like, oh luchador, no, you can't. Old, old, old school luchadors, like luchadors that've been in the business past twenty five years. Those are some shooting motherfuckers. <laughs> so, so, so to like, I'm telling you, man, I got humbled here, man. Like, so we're going to wrestle. So we have this match, you know. He, you know, he's going over some things. He's showing me like weird holds that I ain't never seen before. Like, mm. like. Just weird inverted like locks because you know you know you work both sides in Mexico. Yeah. So, so we go to work this match right. I try to grab him in a side headlock. He likes he like shoots slips out of it and I can't grab him in nothing. Like any hold that I try to grab, he's like, "Do it, brother. Just grab your grab your best hold, man. I figured it out." <laughs> Basically, that's what he said. He goes, he goes, brother, grab your best hold. You know, man. I figure it out, man. We work a little bit and then we get the finish. <laughs> So, so like i'm trying to grab him and things and like anything i could come up with he's coming up with like a counter and then oh, I he, counter. He, done, he done oiled himself up he was prepared it's like i make it slippery no not even that man he just he just knew he just knew this dude like this dude was like uh, he was he was working 
the esoteric magic secrets of the world, man. Like he opened the eye of the pyramids for me. So <laughs> he like opened the open, unlock the universe, you know, and that's what, you know, we call it when you think you're the shit and then you get with somebody who really knows their shit. Oh man, I had to mute my mic. No, <laughs> so, so basically, so basically, um, and this is, this is like my asshole moment, man. Like, so we're working and he's like throwing me around with all these crazy judo holds and crazy ass arm drags I ain't never seen before. And then, <laughs> you know, he goes back to feed and he just does this to fuck with me. And mind you, Black Scorpion is our referee, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe Black Scorpion like purposely blew a spot just to see me look like an asshole. So I say, hey, man, three arm drags. So he says it to him, three arm drags. He makes it obvious. So <laughs> I, you know, like, like I, I just grab Tupac. I spin him around to give him an arm drag. I feed for an arm drag. Tupac feeds his arm a little bit. He feeds his arm to me and snatches it back real quick. I do a whole... 360 fall flat on my face he grabs me in the front face lock and then starts throwing me around and then hooks me in a uh hooks me in a sharpshooter i tap out <laughs> then then the bad, then after the oh this gets better this gets better and we're like first match we're first match everything that i've done to these people so far it, it comes back to me so like i, I get so, <laughs> I, I don't just get yelled at the the, the the uh uh tupac didn't care you know because it's like mexico you know they work the way they work you know he's working mexican style so i get back to the back and i'm just like oh shit that that match happened um so i get back there and then bullet bob beeline bullet bob armstrong beelines to me he goes hey brother let me tell you something man you never do a submission in the first match man fuck 